Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, John Kelly here. With Jeremiah Stringer and Jeremiah, we just uh, we're just talking about. You know, we're a little late getting started with this, but we've got a good reason for that. We've got a really good reason for that, Jeremiah. You rescued an elderly woman. Would you like to kind of share what happened today? <laughs> sure. Well, I had a deadline. What time I was supposed to show up, and uh, we're going to record this episode. And then I was on my way home, and you know. I've seen this little old lady. I was actually on the phone with Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir, trying to plan out a future trip. And I said, hold on, man. I think there's a lady over here that's stuck. He's like, what? I was like, hold on. Let me turn around. So backed up in the middle of the road, done that 180, went over, pulled into her drive. She was on a lawnmower. She looked like she was about 75, 80 years old. And she was stuck in the ditch. Tires oh. just spinning. So... I stopped. It was about a 40, 50 yard walk from her driveway to where she was stuck. And then uh, I said, Do you know, you know how to put this thing in reverse? It was a Husqvarna, the same lawnmower I had. She was like, Nope. And I was like, There should be a pedal right here. And I pointed. I said, You step on that. You ready? She said, Yep. I got behind the lawnmower, grabbed both hands on, and just pulled it backward, riding lawnmower tractor style. And, um, I backed her up a few feet. She had enough room, and then she took off, and I just gave her the thumbs up. She's like, thank you, thank you. And then uh, I, in a half jog, ran back to my truck. Then I got in the truck, shut the door, put my seatbelt on, put it in gear, looked, and she was stuck again, same ditch. Same, <laughs> same spot. <laughs> Seen her, she's rocking back and forth. She was just rocking, just rocking. Uh-huh. And, uh, Actually, my wife and I, I don't know if this is a thing everywhere, but here in Kentucky, yard selling is a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been yard selling before? I don't particularly enjoy it. So no, I don't go, but I know of yard selling. I've had yard sales, well, but I, I don't like to go right. to them. So I'm sure everybody's heard of it. Just in case you haven't, you basically take stuff that you don't want or need anymore and you sell it to whoever drives by. And I had been to their house before. I don't know the lady or the guy, but I know I know her husband's very elderly too. And I didn't see him out there. And I I think we had bought a stool and a table from them. So I remember meeting the lady mm-hmm. and uh I was like, Well, her husband, he's not gonna be able to help her. Here she is stuck again. I'm already in the truck. Put it back in the park, jog the fifty yards back over. And do the exact same thing. She's so embarrassed, dude. Oh, she was like, poor lady. Oh, my gosh. She didn't know what to do. But, uh, yeah, we helped her out. That's a heavy lawnmower, man. Husqvarna. Yeah, it's got the 48-inch cut, the 24V48. Yeah. I've got a I've got a Husqvarna push mower. They make good stuff. Yeah, they make great, they great, make great mowers. Okay, so, anyway, so with that said, why. Jeremiah, this is this is why you are a better person than I am. I mean, not that I wouldn't have done the same thing, but it's just 
you, I, I, this is just very normal Jeremiah type of things. Jeremiah sees someone in need and he helps them. Well, thank you, man. I wouldn't have said anything on the air about it if you had. I know had. you're too humble for that, but I, I like to, I like to get the brags out there for you. So, yeah. Well, man, today is kind of a, a free day, and we don't do these often anymore. But like, uh, just a free day to talk about pretty much anything we want to. And um, one of the things I kind of want to talk about today, if it's okay with you, what are some of the weirdest things that you take backpacking with you? Oh, now that's a good question. So what, what are some things that you take on a backpacking trail that maybe most people wouldn't consider backpacking gear or it's just really different backpacking gear? Well, there's two things that come to mind really quickly. And I'm sure there's going to be several more as we explore this topic. But probably my number one is the bidet. Anytime that you say bidet, people have it in their mind like, you know, the specialized toilet that sprays the water at your bum and it washes it off. But we've talked about bidets on here a lot. And if people are regular viewers or listeners, they know that I use a pocket bidet. So you basically just mm -hmm. stick it in the top of your water bottle, the one that you drink from, or... You can bring an alternate water bottle if you're a little more sanitary than me. And uh, that right there will wash your bum. The other thing, I get chastised for this from Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir. He thinks it's stupid. It's my umbrella. Oh, I take an umbrella. Yeah, I take an umbrella when I go backpacking. Yes, especially if it's going to rain. I was going to take it to Grayson Highlands with me. Yeah. And I put out the trip video. So if anybody wants to go watch it, it's published now. And, dude, I weighed my backpack for that Grayson Highland strip, and it said 40 pounds, 4 ounces, or something like that. And I 40 said, pounds? 40 pounds. I, I think I put a picture on my Instagram. I think it's 40 pounds. Wow, three that's not light, man. Oh, I had all kinds of stuff in there. But long story short, as soon as I seen that 40 pounds, yep, I got it. 40 pounds, 3 ounces. There it is. I pulled it up on my Instagram. So... As soon as I seen 40 pounds, three ounces, I said, something's got to go. And even though I knew we were going to get rain, what do you think the first thing to go was? The umbrella. Umbrella. Threw that thing directly on the floor. Honestly, man, with the, the wind being what it was while you were there, it would have destroyed that umbrella. Yeah, they're not good in the wind. And one bad thing is, like, if it's tight quarters, like you're in the green tunnel, you got roadies grabbing at your umbrella, it's yeah. just straight up not going to work. Right. You know? Right. So I figured I'm taking the rain jacket anyway. I'll tell you another thing, underrated Crocs. Yeah. For trip that for was, uh camp shoes. Yes. But yeah, that was another thing. My Crocs are size fifteen. So those suckers weigh over a pound, you know, together. Wow. Probably like I don't know, maybe eighteen, twenty ounces, something like that. Maybe yeah. more. So that was the next thing that come off the backpack at forty pounds. I said no umbrella. No Crocs. Didn't take much convincing. You want to hear something? I I I've started bringing with me, and it's weird. And you're yeah, probably gonna, you, like you're really gonna be like, what? What are you bring? A little what pencil sharpener. Oh, what do you use that pencil sharpener for? So when you want to start a fire, one of the best ways to start a fire is to like have little bits of kindling that you can use. Mm. And this thing weighs less than an ounce, and you can just take sticks and stuff, and just like you sharpen a pencil. You uh -huh. just take your sticks and shove them in there and, and twist them up, and it makes it into this fine little like wood powder that catches on fire in a heartbeat, 
and uh, works really well for getting fire started. Um, I saw this actually on a TikTok video. Some dude uh, who's talking about stuff you never knew you needed on the trail. And uh -huh. he showed that, and my eyes turned into saucers. I was like, that's brilliant. Because how many times have you been out backpacking and just getting the fire started? Once it got started, you're good. But like getting that initial fire started can be really annoying. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, little twigs and stuff, they'll get wet. And there's no way you're going to get them started. But if you can grind those things up really good, you'll get all the dry wood out from the inside. And it'll light right up. And so... Yeah. One thing I love about that idea is it is a reusable resource. Like yep. my first thought, whenever I hear take a pencil sharpener as like my fire starter kit, I think, well, that's definitely a luxury item because it's something you don't have to have, but it makes it a lot easier. But I usually bring those little fire starter cubes, yeah. but the contrarian in me says, what if you run out of those? Or right. what if you forget them? Well, and something else with the, with this, let me see if I can open it up real quick for you. I probably won't be able, there you go. You can take the back off and you could put like cotton or anything you want inside of the, uh, the pencil sharpener and store some things inside the pencil sharpener to help you light fires as well and pull it out and only use it when needed. So it can, it can act as, act as a little storage unit too for like some little fire starting stuff. Now, have you Graham weaned your way into weighing that thing? Yeah, that's less than an ounce. Oh, lot I think it's, work, it's like man. point point eight five ounces or something like that. That could be lighter than the fire starter cubes. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like it's a great I mean, it's super easy and and I mean not that it matters, but you've got two different sizes of holes on the inside. So I mean, the bigger the twig, the smaller the twig, you've got, you know, it's just easier to use. But I mean, I like I said, I saw this on a TikTok video and I was like, Oh, this is brilliant. And so I, I brought it on my last trip, and sure enough, man, it was so easy. Just grind that wood up, and you're ready to go. And you can do Dude. so much of it. That's the thing. You can do a huge pile of it in like a couple minutes, you know? So you take the pencil sharpener out of the casing, right? And then you just make you a big pile of shavings. Well, I, I just I keep the bottom on it, shave it up, and then I just kind of pour it out into place, then put it back on, grab some more sticks, start going. Um, but could you also take the bottom off so that you can make a big pile and not have to keep dumping it? You can, but what I found is when you do that, it just kind of goes everywhere. It was I found it was actually it, it took a little bit more time, but it was a little easier to keep it all together and then just kind of dump it in a pile. Because when mm -hmm. I left it open, it just kind of like if it was blowing wind or anything like that, as you're doing it, it's just kind of going everywhere. So, did I tell you about um, that time we had the uh, polar vortex that came through yeah. and? My buddy Brandon brought his own firewood in. Yeah, man, we we could have we could have really used that, that that pencil sharpener on that trip. <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet. Well, like I said, it's just it's just a really unique idea, and uh, it works well, man. It does a good job. I mean, it's it's a simple idea. It's super. I mean, it is really lightweight. I mean, probably your ultralighters could care less. They're not going to bring that with them. But yeah. I'll carry less than an ounce to make starting fires easier. Dude, you know, uh, one thing that's really underrated that I, I discovered on the long trail, this is a weird item, is Nurse Ratchet, she carried paper towels. And I was like, why are you carrying these paper towels? Like, we're on the long trail. I can use my buff as, like, everything. Why would I worry about keeping these paper towels? She says, this is part of my blister kit. 
And I was like, what? Why do you, why, what do you need paper towels for? Blister kit. Uh-huh. And she was like, well, you get a blister, I'll show you. Well, sure enough, you better believe we all got the opportunity for her to break out and nurse us back to health with her blister kit. Yeah. So here's what she does. You clean, like you pop the blister, mm -hmm. clean the area, and then she does like a lot of home remedy stuff. She's more like hippy dippy kind of deal and All makes her own, yeah, makes her own uh, ointments and that kind of stuff. So she had made this little ointment and ordered these little silver tins to store it in. And she put some of that on me, she cleaned it up, put it on the blister, and then you take a piece of paper towel, or you can use a tissue paper, and you stick it on the uh, blister. So blister, ointment, paper towel. And that paper towel, it's a little bit more resilient, if you will, than like a piece of toilet paper or tissue paper. It holds together better. Right. right. And then you tape it up with Luco tape, and you're good to go. That's interesting. The paper towel. But my question is, how long is too long to leave on the Luco tape if you get blisters on trail? You're supposed to change them every day? Do you leave it on for a week? Do you wait until you shower? Do you I wear think it? it? I think a lot of it depends on how wet your feet get. Because that's where bacteria and stuff can get in there and infect it. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. with, with blisters, especially if you pop it, well, now you've now that you've popped it, bacteria can get into where the blister was. And so I think when your feet get really wet, if you're walking through a lot of water and stuff, uh, the Luca tape, while it'll keep the blister protected, like physically, um, it's not going to keep bacteria and stuff from getting in there from different water sources and stuff. So I would say, I would say at the end of each day, if you're doing a lot of water crossing, you probably want to change it each day to, to avoid infection, but that's just me. Yeah. I'm with you there, dude. And have you ever gotten a blister and you didn't pop it? And then like days later, it all peels off. Yeah. That's yeah. So disgusting. I, I was playing it's basketball brutal. a few weeks ago and it's, it's so hard to find shoes, dude. Like I've been looking on eBay and cause you got small feet. <laughs> yeah. These little feet. So <laughs> basketball shoes, they're actually not too bad because you know, average basketball player professionally is very tall. And they all put out their own line of shoes. Is it weird Kevin to think that you would be a short NBA player? I'd be average point guard, man. At 6'3", average point guard. Isn't that insane? You'd just be a short dude. Like Michael Jordan yeah. was 6'6", six, six, and he wasn't very tall. 6'6", six, six with a 45-inch 40, vertical, 48-inch vertical. 6'6", six, six, 220. Unreal. I'm 6'3", yep. 220. And he's he was all muscle. There was no, there was not an ounce of fat on that man. Yeah, mine's all fly up. Was, was LeBron's what like six nine two seventy? No, I don't think he's two sixty. He's two sixty or two seventy. I'm gonna say two forty five. You want to give oh, it a I'm, good? I get, I'll look it up. I'm I'm gonna guarantee he's bigger than that because he's the size of an NFL a tight end. He'd make a good tight end. He played high school football. You ever watch yeah. his highlights? Yeah, he's he he's very good. He's a beast, man. A lot of those athletes, though, they could play NFL. You know, if they're a basketball player, they could play NFL. Absolutely, they could. Did you find it? I'm getting to it right now. LeBron James. Right in between us. I said I said 260, 270. You said 240, uh -huh. 250. I said 245, I think. Okay, then you got me by five pounds. 
that's okay, man. We all win here. In but the he's game of- he's two hundred and fifty pounds at six Pure nine. That's a huge man, dude. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's like seven foot tall. I don't know sure what his weight is. He's thin. But my point is, is that like it's easy to find basketball shoes, but for some reason, all those guys' feet are really skinny. You looking up KD? No, I'm actually looking up somebody completely different. Okay. So I bought some Damian Lillard basketball shoes, but every time I wear them, because I guess his feet are skinny. Yeah. And my feet are wide. Every time I wear them, I have to take Luco tape. I'll put a band-aid on my pinky toes and I'll tape up um my pinky toes on top of the band-aid with Luco tape. And I'd actually suggest anybody that is hiking and you start getting hot spots. Like I played, I just straight up played basketball for like two hours in those shoes and it obliterated my toes. Just eight blisters, two layers deep on both sides. Well, on my left pinky toe, it wasn't quite as bad. And so I didn't really see a blister to pop, but on the right side, I had to full on pop the blister. And then you get in the shower and you're like, you know, your toes are on fire. Yeah. And the left side, I just didn't think a whole lot about it. And then dude, two or three days later, I thought half of my toe was peeling off. You get those big old blisters. Yep. Oh, so I got another item that kind of goes with your paper towel that you were talking right. about. The people are it's this little thing right here. It looks like a horse pill. Yeah, these are these are called Wissy Wipes, and they're Whisky compressible wipe? towels. They're compressible towels. You just put a few drops of water on these, and they expand out to these really durable wet wipes. And How do you I've, that? I've been using these on trail for like three years now, and they're awesome. They're absolutely awesome. You can use them like at the end of the day to clean up. Like if you got a lot of mud on your legs and stuff like that, and you don't want to get it in your sleeping bag or your quilt. Um, use them when you go to the bathroom and you do the deuce. Um, they're fantastic. And dude, these, you can get like a bag of these things for real inexpensive. But the thing I like about them is because they're so compressed and there's no water in them, they uh-huh. weigh less than wet wipes. And it just takes a small amount of water to get one hydrated and ready to go. I've used compressible towels, but I never have used that particular brand. How do you spell Wissy? W-Y-S-I. W-Y-S-I. Well, if anybody wants to buy them, there you go. And they sell them on Garage Grown Gear. Um, So if you want to find them there, it's a great place to look for them. But uh, the Wissy Wipes, I started – what happened for me was I was on um, Backpacking Gear Flea Market on Facebook, which – if you're a backpacker and you don't know about backpacking gear flea market, if you're looking for used secondhand gear, blemished gear, overstock gear, um, there's people selling that stuff on there all the time, and the prices are actually pretty good on a lot of it. But one of the guys was selling bags of like fifty to a hundred of these things for like ten bucks, and wow. I was like, I was like, well, I'll check them out. Sounds like something interesting. And ever since I've done that, dude, I've been using them ever since, and they're fantastic. I've used them on pretty much every trip. Since 2019, I like the dude wipes, but it's heavier, but yeah. it's also disposable. But I guess you can kind of throw those things away after you use them too. There, it says on their website and on their packaging, they're biodegradable. So, um, you can bury them if you, you want to be able to bury them. Yeah, you should be able to bury them. Or if someone just doesn't like doing that, you don't have to. You can put them in the campfire for all that, for all that matters. Send so, it to the atmosphere. That's right. That's right. But yeah, <laughs> they're, they're fantastic. Of course. 
After you use them for certain things, you may not make everybody pleasant by burning those, but you know, <laughs> eh, some, to each their own. <laughs> some people um, burn their toilet paper. Some people carry out their toilet paper and some people bury their toilet paper. Yep. And I bury mine. Yep. I do too. Uh, Unless I'm told I can't. Oh, you're talking about out in the desert? Yeah, if I'm in a place where they say you can't do it, I won't do it. I'll be good. Yep, I'll be good. I don't want to get in trouble. Plus, we've, we've, we're on thousands of people listen to these things every week. I don't really want thousands of people to uh, get the opinion that we should go out and just ignore the rules. So, Possibly hundreds of people. Who knows? Possibly. Well, we, know, we know there's a lot of them. We know there's a lot of them. So, so what's another item that you could think of that's just kind of weird? Um, you take I'll or other people one, take out? I'll tell you one that I think is totally original. Yeah? 3, 3D printed. Have you ever taken anything 3D printed out on the trail with you? I haven't, but I know people that have. Okay. Well, 3D printing is now, I mean, that's huge, dude. Like, yeah. Um, there are services that you can go online and have people to 3D print stuff for you. So I remember um, Pika Outdoors. I think it's P-I-K-A. Yeah, they make really they good make, soap. Yeah, they made some bio, uh, not biodegradable soap. I'm sure it is, but it's powdered soap. Yeah. And um, it's made for the outdoors. And I take that, and whenever I was talking to the guy, he's like, hey, I have um, these a couple of 3D print ideas, and I would like to send them to you with the soap. And he's like, I don't. I don't, if I remember correctly, this is a few years ago. He was like, I don't really sell them, but I'm wanting to get some feedback. And he sent them to me. And I was like, dude, this is really cool. Can you send me the files? Because I wanted to mod them. So he yeah. sent me two different things. One was a, um, a dental flosser. So do you floss your teeth? Not when I'm backpacking. Ever? No, I mean, when I'm home, I do. I don't when I'm backpacking. Okay. Well, yeah. um, some not to call you out some people never floss their teeth ever yeah which i would advocate for flossing your teeth but that's just me so instead of bringing Do you use actual floss or you use the floss sticks well i like both um for years i'll tell you let me give you a little backstory okay <laughs> give you a little backstory i love when it starts like that go ahead <laughs> do we have time for this i don't have a clock running i don't know how long we've been going you know we got a little bit of time here let's see what you got so I don't like needles. And as a kid, I guess I was traumatized by the shots that I was forced to take at the health department to attend public school. Mm -hmm. And um, that, I guess, kind of scarred me. And then whenever I go to the dentist and they're like, we're going to take this shot and put it in your mouth. I was like, no. So for the, <laughs> like all throughout high school and college, I was like, no needles especially none in my mouth. And I think I've conquered that fear now. I was kind of forced to because you got to take a... Uh, well, dental work is miserable if you don't get those shots. Well, oh, there's more, dude. There's more. <laughs> I, took, I took the TB skin test. You have to take it um, through the health department if you're going to teach. Like to go into the schools, mm -hmm. they have to make sure you don't have tuberculosis. That's a good So point. that was like my my reintroduction to shots since I'd been in high school. And that was like my sophomore, junior year of college. And I was still like, eh, shot, right? 
So is that really how you were in college? Did you really make that noise? Because if you did, that's pretty fantastic. <laughs> I'm 21 years old. Scared of needles. Well, I graduate college and get a big boy job. Huh? And I actually have dental insurance. So nice. I go to the dentist and get my teeth cleaned. And they're like, how often are you flossing? And I'm like, uh, pretty much never. And they were like, well, you have 12 cavities. And I was like, 12 cavities? And like, yeah. And I was like, what does this mean? And they're like, it means you're going to have to come back next week and get a bunch of fillings. And I was like, okay. And is there going to be a needle involved? Because I was scared of the numbing, right? And um, they're like, well, we can try filling them without numbing you. And sure enough, dude, I went all 12 fillings deep, no numbing. No needles in the mouth. So I guess none of them were quite deep enough that it, yeah. you were having to drill into the nerves or get that close, I guess. Yeah. So what about that smell, though, when you smell your teeth grinding? Like that, that like almost oh. burning smell? You know what I'm talking about? Pair that with the, the parts that they're grinding off that's rotten from the cavity. Yeah. Oh. Dude, Can I tell I, you? I, let, me, let, me, let me tell you about... I, I went to the dentist when I was in third grade. Uh-huh. Because I had my my baby teeth hadn't fallen out, but the adult tooth was coming in behind it anyways. Uh-huh. So I had like two teeth in the same place. And so I had to go in so they could remove the one tooth so that the other one could, could grow in. And I didn't go back to the dentist until that was in 1984, 83, something like that. I was like a little kid up in New York. And... uh I didn't go back to the dentist until 2016. This is 2016. And so I go in and, and I always brush my teeth. I always take care of my teeth. Sure. But I went in to the dentist and he goes, no, when was the last time you were at the dentist? I said, when I was in third grade, he goes, how old are you? I'm like 42. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's like, What? And I, you know how many cavities I had? Just take a wild guess. I want to say three cavities. I had four. Four? Ooh, I almost nailed it, bro. Four cavities cool. in like 40 years. And where were the cavities at? Those your molars? Actually, two of them were in my front, the backs of my front two teeth up here at the top. I had the same thing, dude. Yeah, two were there. And I had one in a molar here. And, uh... I had another molar, I think, that, that had one in it or something. But that was it. I mean, I only had to fill a total of four. There was only four cavities. and not. The, but the reason I went in was because I have something they call exploding molars. And people who know, know. Oof. Basically, your molars kind of grow. And as they grow, they kind of flower out and just fall, fall apart as they grow out. And it's painful and horrible. And so I was getting all my wisdom teeth pulled out was the reason I went in. And uh, which... Oddly enough, man, like th this doctor, I think he, I think he practices the mystical arts because he numbed my teeth and everything. Then he put in the shot. I never felt one of those teeth come out and I felt very little pain the next few days as it healed up. Do you give you the laughing gas? No, uh -uh, there's no gas uh, involved. Missed out on the laughing gas, huh? You have yeah. to he, he was probably like, this guy's too loopy to begin with. The last thing we need to do is make it worse. <laughs> Loop so, up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so after after forty plus years, I didn't have any 
They're like four cavities. You so, got your wisdom teeth taken out in your forties? Yeah. Wow, because of the exploding molars. Yeah. Wow. It's really weird. Yeah, dude. My dentist. I'll just keep it real with you, dude. My <laughs> dentist, <laughs> we won't use any names. Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna keep it real. Keep it real. I'd never lie to you all. So <laughs> when I moved back from uh, college to where I live now, I had a duplex. Like I rented one side and I had a neighbor on the other side of my living room wall. And that neighbor was a dentist. He's also a big UK fan. So of course we became friends. Of course. And he had a, an office that he practiced at here. And, um, I started using him as my dentist because my, um, big boy job had that dental plan and it was covered at his office. Right. Well, he decided to go and good for him. He decided to go instead of practice dental uh, medicine here, he became a professor at UK school of dental or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. Whatever their school is called. Yeah. School of dental medicine or something. I don't know. And, uh, that mean, <clears throat> that means that I had to find a new dentist. Okay. Not and fun. no, I, nobody no offense dentist if there's any dentist listening just most people don't like to go and i'm sure you know and we know we all know you're going to the dentist isn't the most fun thing kind of dread it so i don't finding, like people putting things in my mouth yeah i should Not a be fan. no so i had to find a new dentist and you start asking around who do you go who do you go to well bridget my wife she, I don't know if she's got like brittle teeth or something, but she keeps, she keeps having feelings to come out and stuff. She'll be eating like uh, a blow pop or something. And then that chewing gum will pull a feeling out or, you know, oh, wow. whatever. So she, we, I started calling every office in town, like on a Friday afternoon at 3 PM because everybody's going to be closed. And there was one dentist that was open on Saturday and they took our insurance and he became her dentist and then i was like well he's bridges dentist he might as well be my dentist we'll keep it the family here family and dentistry so we went to him as our dentist so i've been to him two or three times this guy he's old i don't know how old maybe like 68 72 i mean he's an old guy he looks like he's been practicing dentistry for a while and I kind of feel like he's bullying me a little bit. If I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I told you I'm, I'm not totally over the needle thing. I still don't right. look whenever they put the needle in my arm, if I donate blood. Uh, but this guy, he's kind of giving me no options. I've been avoiding getting my wisdom teeth taken out my whole life, my whole life. I remember in, when I was in high school, I started dating Bridget and she got her wisdom teeth cut out and right. she wouldn't let me see her because her teeth, I mean, her jaws were all ballooned up and she was embarrassed. So I called her and talked to her on the phone and, you know, they give you medicine and stuff, but it's like a dental surgery. Well, my dentist, my dentist now, I've been putting it off and putting it off. And I talked to my initial dentist that moved away and went to UK. I was like, Hey man, if I wanted to get adult braces, like what would I have to do? He's like, well, first thing you're gonna have to get those, uh, 
those wisdom teeth cut out. And I was like, okay. And he gave me a referral to a different, like an oral surgeon or whatever. Well, oh, homeboy now, my current dentist, he doesn't even give me the option. He's like, you know, you still got your wisdom teeth in here. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, we need to get those out. And I was like, what? And he's like, yep, we're going to have to take those out this summer. And I was like, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't even really Are they know hurting what... you? He said that, like, when you look on the x-rays, he said there's two, excuse me, there's two problems. One is they're hard to keep clean, so they're really prone to getting cavities because they're right. in the back of the mouth, and all four of my wisdom teeth are exposed. So they're through the gum line. Right. So it's hard to floss around there it's in the back of your mouth and it's hard to brush your teeth because there's no space back there to brush your wisdom teeth right so the other problem is, is he's like these are hooked on your um on your molars on the bottoms and he's like we're not just going to take out one wisdom tooth if we're going to take one out we're going to take them all out at once mm -hmm. and i was like okay and i was like well who do i go to to see that and he's like you're going to see me I'm like what do you mean he's like well when you get back from your trip from spain you need to schedule a, a dental visit and we're going to take those out in July. So I kind of feel like he's twisting my arm here. And as a grown man, he's forcing me to get my wisdom teeth taken out. You know, you can say no. I just, he's, an, he's my elder. He's 80 years old. He, he seems to know what he's doing. He and also knows he can make a lot of money off of taking those teeth out. You know that, right? Well, he's making money. I'm not paying anything. I'm already paying for the dental insurance. You, your your insurance is going to pay 100% of getting your wisdom teeth pulled out? I might have to use some of my flex card. I was going to say, you're going to have to use money. I don't think you're going to get that 100%. Well, especially, especially if there's not an actual problem with them. He said that he doesn't, he said we're not putting you to sleep. Because I thought they would put I, me. I wasn't put to sleep, sleep when they did mine. I thought I'd wake up and I'd be done. No, they pulled mine right out. Like. You don't even feel, you feel a little bit of pressure, but you don't feel anything. Like they just, if they do it right, they numb uh -huh. your gums, then they put the shot in. You don't even feel the shot because your gums are so numb from the uh, stuff they put in your mouth. And then they give you a few minutes and all of a sudden you can't feel anything in your mouth, your jaw, whatever. They pull those things out, man. It's, it's, I mean, it's gone so fast. The only thing you, you notice is you've got to shove stuff back in there to keep it from bleeding. That's it. <sighs> It's pretty quick. I don't like the sound of this, man. Well, then tell him no. You're a grown man. I don't think I can. You have you have a national podcast. <laughs> That's a qualifier for saying no. That right there says I am I am a regionally popular celebrity, and I need to not do this right now. So, well, I, here was what I envisioned. I envisioned going to sleep. They're going to take some knives and slice or dice her right in the back of my mouth and they're going to cut those suckers out. But he's like, Oh, we're just going to pull them out. Yep. That's all they do is they pull them. And I was like, what? He's like, yep, we'll numb you up and then, uh, we'll pull them out. You'll be good to go. Yeah, dude. That's how it works. That's how mine were done. Well, maybe I'm just too scared for nothing. I'm a big wimp. Well, here's the thing. You are a grown man and you can make your own decisions. And this guy, he, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. Yeah. He, does, he doesn't own you. Yeah, that's right. He doesn't own you. Yeah. I mean, dude, oh. dude, hike your own hike. Teeth your own teeth, man. That's right. Why are that's we talking right. about this anyways? This has nothing to do with the backpack. <laughs> 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 it's like we, we were talking about 
you okay let's get back to 3d printed floss things somehow yeah. this story happened and we never got back to that story so fi let's finish that story okay i was circling back to it don't worry <laughs> <laughs> and i also want to say real quick uh, one other thing that helped get me over my needle um being afraid of needles in college i was so poor and broke donating plasma yeah i did it twice a week and i was making like 50 60 bucks a week just doing that isn't it insane it, how much you can make more than that now oh yeah dude you make 100 200 bucks a week for the first month it's insane crazy but anyway yeah i'm a little less scared of needles now so it's not that big of a deal but on the flossing i floss every single day and i feel like it's so i feel like it's so hard to take care of your teeth on trail like you'll mm -hmm. catch yourself you'll be like ah eh, well i'm just gonna go on to bed and the next morning you wake up and you're trying to pack up and get out and you're like ah, i just brush whenever i get back to the car so it's easy to skip so i try to be very uh very mindful of that whenever I'm on trail. So this 3D printed situation, one thing I brought was like a knife holder that it holds a razor blade and you can flip it around. It's 3D printed and that's your little knife. But the other thing is just a little flosser. So if you bring like the full spool of floss, like some people like to use that so they can sew with it if they have to. Yeah. Well, you put that a little piece around your reusable flosser that's 3D printed because if you take the little disposable ones, well, you got to keep up with those in your trash bag and throw those mm -hmm. away every time. So if you don't want to carry that, then uh, you can just use one of the little 3D printed ones. And that was the whole point and the whole tangent of where 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 that tangent came from on the uh, the dentist. Fair enough. Fair enough. I got one last item that I take with me on the trail. Yeah, let's that hear it. is you. We're talking about you're talking about hygiene. I'm gonna talk about grooming for a second. And this is not to plug a sponsor. This is, but when it's cooler outside, I'll take these little outdoor uh, beards, tins with the uh, beard balm in them. Oh, so yeah. Can, Those are like the size of a quarter. Maybe yeah, they're, they're tiny. They don't weigh much of anything. But man, you know as well as I do, bed beard on the trail is one of the most funky looking things you ever <laughs> see in your life. Like, yeah. I've got a video from back in 2019. I think I was up in, uh, I was, it was at, it was when we met Miyagi and trips and we were all staying up at the uh, hammock hang up yeah, in Michigan. Michigan. And I woke up the next morning. I videoed the whole end of my, my video. And as I'm editing it, I realized just how nappy my beard looked. Like I woke up and it's like all flat on one side and the other side sticking out funny. And it just looked terrible. And, uh, I was like, man, I got to figure out something when I'm hiking so I don't look like a complete like jack wagon when I'm hiking around. You know what I mean? So it, I know it's not important to some people. And for the most part, I don't care what I smell like, but I don't want my beard sticking out like this on one side, like just completely sticking out from the side of my face on one side and the other side be plastered up against my face. So yeah, uh, it's nice to take a little something with me when I get out there. Yeah, those things in the summertime take the oil. Yeah, take the oil because those things will melt and you got a mess inside your stuff. Yeah, but so. it, whenever it's not going to melt, those things work out perfect, man. Yeah. The big thing about today is like there's just be, be creative with your gear. Sometimes you can take little things like pencil sharpeners or little 3D printed, you know, things that you can take with you that are going to help you on the trail and not kill the weight of your, your pack mm -hmm. and your system. Uh, 
it's just fun sometimes just to create new things that you can take out. Both of us have tried pretty much anything that's been thrown our way, and some of the stuff's been really awesome, and some of the stuff has just kind of been like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, and another really cool thing is whenever you bring unique pieces like that, they're great conversation uh, starters. So if you're somebody that, um, you know, maybe you're staying at a shelter or camping near other people, and you're not great at that kind of thing, you know, the conversation and getting to know people and all that. Yep. That right there is a catalyst for you to be able to talk to somebody if you want to. Now, a lot yeah. of people don't. Want to. A lot of people want to just get out there by themselves. But if you're somebody that uh, could use that as a tool, as a catalyst, then there you go. It's all present. Well, and let's just be honest, especially when you're hiking with new people, you're always checking out their gear. What kind of oh, tent yeah. are you using? What kind of sleeping bag? What kind of sleeping pad? Uh, if it's a hammock, what kind of hammock? What kind of under quilt? You know, like that's just stuff you talk about it. And it's, it's fun. And when you've got these unique things that especially mm -hmm. like the, the pencil sharpener helps everybody that's on the trip with you. You become everybody's favorite person because you're making the fire easier. You know, like <laughs> things like that are just great for being on trail. So just an encouragement. Don't be afraid to take things that most people don't understand or know why you would take it. If it works for you, take it, enjoy it. Yeah, have fun. Have a great time on trail. So for myself and Jeremiah, Jeremiah, as always, it's great talking with you, my friend. Oh, same to you, dude. That was fun. Yes, sir. So until next time, we'll catch you on the next one. And adios, folks.